0: Hello, Disney fans, and welcome to the show. My name is Austin Terrace, and I'm joined here today by my wonderful sister, Emma.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Coming up on this episode of Disney Daydream, a fire Bob Chapek petition begins circulating online. The first three months of the Galactic Star Cruiser have been fully booked, and the Main Street Electrical Parade is returning to Disneyland. Later on, we'll share everything you need to know about Adventures by Disney. So take a little break in your busy day and let's start daydreaming. Disney Daydream on social media. On Instagram, we are at Disney Daydream. On Facebook, Disney Daydream podcast. And if you would like to financially contribute to the show, we are always looking for more wonderful patrons. You can check out our Patreon page. Just head over to patreon.com slash Disney Daydream. We've released plenty of extra content over the last couple of years to our patrons. So if you wanna learn more about Disney travel and other fun Disney topics, be sure to join our $5 per month tier or more, and you'll have access to all of that special content. We also give our patrons other special perks too, so be sure to check out that page. And then our show is sponsored by those wonderful patrons and by Daydream Travel Agency. If you're thinking about planning a Disney trip in the future, you can head over to daydreamtravelagency.com. Using a Disney travel agent is completely free, and you have somebody, an expert in Disney travel, who's there to give you some wonderful advice and to help you through the booking and reservation process. Um, We know that Kylie isn't here this week. We're sad about that, but she just started a new job, so there's a lot going on with her there. And uh, we're glad to have... Emma back, who was feeling sick last time. So we're just swapping back and forth a little bit. No big deal.
1: Yeah, we'll (laughs) sync it up eventually.
0: Yeah, Uh, I guess as long as two of the three Tara siblings are here, we can make it work. So our first news story is about a petition going around online, and it has the wonderful title that is Fire Bob Chapek. So if you're wondering what happens when you solely make data-driven decisions in a company that is built on providing exceptional customer service, when you eliminate perks and incentives and then decide to downsize the Imagineering Department and relocate everybody to the other side of the country, when you do things like that, petitions start to go around that call to get you fired. And two weeks ago, a Change.org petition that was titled Fire Bob Chapek, garnered over 30,000 signatures in 24 hours after former Disney Imagineers started to share it online. The petition argues that Chapek has consistently put himself and money above the product and quality of the company. It discusses poor maintenance of the parks and rails against the decision to relocate Imagineering to Lake Nona, Florida. And as of this recording, the amount of signatures is over 71,000. Will Disney respond to this? Probably not. Will it lead to any real change? Don't hold your breath there. But Disney is now in crisis mode for yet another reason. Many of their most talented Imagineers are leaving the company because they don't want to uproot their lives and start over again in Florida for an organization that doesn't really value their work. This is a time where Imagineering is being put really like on the back seat, and it's all about development for Disney Plus and cost-cutting everywhere else. This is backed up by the numbers if we look at financial reports from the company. So in fiscal year 2021, the Walt Disney Company invested $548 million less in the domestic theme parks than in fiscal year 2020. You might think, well, that's just like pandemic stuff, but this is not exclusively about the pandemic. In fiscal year 2020, remember that like every single Disney theme park was closed for at least four months, and they still invested half a billion dollars more in the parks than the following year. So it's not just like pandemic. This is a change in philosophy, a change in priorities for the company. If top-level executives weren't divorced from the real theme park experience enough, here's another disappointing story that highlights their incompetence even more. So Disney's chief financial officer, Christine McCarthy, stated that costs in the parks could be cut even more by reducing portion sizes in the restaurants. But more specifically, she said it like this, and this is a quote, "'We can cut portion size, which is probably good for some people's waistlines.'" End quote. Inappropriate, out of touch, and offensive. And and I mean, I think that everybody knows that if you come to America, you're going to experience portion sizes that you don't see anywhere else in the world. That's true. But that's not really the point here. I mean, you definitely pay enough for this portion size. Disney food prices are ridiculously expensive. And I don't think she realizes that many people aren't Eating full Disney entrees. (laughs) They're actually doing a cost cutting measure and splitting it between two people in their party. And plus, we don't really need like fat shaming health advice from Christine McCarthy, who's a financial person. There were like so many better ways to phrase that. How about like Disney is committed to protecting the environment and promoting sustainable food practice? Therefore, we'll be reducing portion sizes to eliminate food waste or something like that. Just saying that there are a lot of fat people walking around the parks doesn't really seem like the right approach here. (laughs) Any reactions there, Emma? It's just everything. When I saw that petition a couple weeks ago, I was like, well, this is very much needed. And then that financial officer statement, it's like all these people... I don't like any high-level executive at the moment. They're all just getting on my nerves so much.
1: I don't understand how these people that are so like insensitive can be like high-level Disney people. Like it makes no sense to me. That like that's so dumb. Why would she say that?
0: <laughs> yeah Chief Financial like Officer coming out with funny. their like dietitian advice here <laughs> yeah uh and again, it's, it's another it's way it's, funny. it's another way to make them seem like they're doing something for our benefit, you know because yeah. that's just what they do. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? people should be more focused on their health, so if we do this, we're actually helping our guests, you know it's just that mentality yeah. all over again. And it's another like patronizing type of communication to us. I'm sure she was probably horrified that that statement from hers got leaked. (laughs) But in that statement, she also mentioned that park revenues were up a bunch. She also mentioned that guests now per capita were spending 30% more in the parks. No surprise. And that theoretically, one third of guests are paying for Genie+. Plus. That seems kind of high. What I've heard from people is that the Lightning Lane lines are not full at all. And basically wait times in the parks haven't changed at all, which I think is a good thing. Because we were worried that like it would be flooded with Lightning Lane and then standby waits would just extend a whole lot. So I think there are a lot of people that are holding out which is good because I don't think there's any reason to use genie plus in two of the four theme parks. And only if this is a once in a lifetime trip, do I think you should use Disney plus in the other two theme parks like magic kingdom and Hollywood studios, maybe zero reason to use it in Epcot and animal kingdom. The lines just aren't long enough to justify any of that. Um, No.
1: uh,
0: Some more boneheaded moves here. Uh, Let's, Move on to your first story for today about the Galactic Star Cruiser.
1: So the first three months of voyages on the Galactic Star Cruiser are fully booked. The availability calendar says that voyages departing in any month that is not shown before October 2022 are no longer available. And the first month on the calendar is June, which means that March, April, and May are all completely sold out. And this happened in literally a week. And the maiden voyage was sold out by October seventh, so it's pretty crazy. Like you can see how high demand the Galactic Star Cruiser is. Like three months being completely sold out in a week—that's insane.
0: Yeah, especially at the price point they're asking for. I guess like for right. your uh, your couple, yeah, just two people, right? It's like four thousand dollars. So I guess that price point wasn't too scary for a significant amount of people. I'm not like, I'm kind of surprised. I'm not shocked because I feel like this is something that is going to be a one-time bucket list thing for a lot of people. And again, I think the trick is going to be the long-term viability of that. Like, sure. You can build up a bunch of hype for the star cruiser. Like the first few months, maybe the first like year that it's in operation. But what about like two, three, four years down the line? Is it still going to have that type of demand Um, Are people going to want to come back and do it again? I think that's key. Nothing that Disney has is a one-time thing, right? Except for this, like you don't want to just take one cruise. You don't want to just do one adventures by Disney trip or one trip to the parks. You want to come back again and again, but is an experience that's so expensive like this going to be a repeat type of deal. So I think they're...
1: Right, like you can't really justify that.
0: Yeah, we'll have to watch that. I mean, talking to some people who are up here in my same program, they seem to be excited about it. Again, like the price point is prohibitive for them, but they like this idea in general, which I guess I, I do think it's a cool... Idea. I'm just not a big enough Star Wars fan to partake. Um, But if this were something like, I'm I'm struggling to come up with any intellectual property that would (laughs) that I would pay for grand to experience for two days. But I'm sure there's something. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, our last news story for today. Finally, like a full old parade making a comeback in one of the parks.
1: Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I love to get all my important news from the most reliable source I can think of, which is TikTok. And that was a joke, but as for Disney news right now, I guess that's the place to look. Spoken like a true Gen of, Z. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: for sure. Uh the Disney Parks TikTok has teased the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland. No return date or further information has been released yet. The Main Street Electrical Parade will be celebrating its 50th anniversary next summer, which would make it a perfect time to bring back the parade. And this will be the first nighttime parade to perform in the U.S. Disney Park since 2019. So, pretty crazy. And I... I'm excited like I'm sure we won't be going to Disneyland anytime soon but the thought of the electrical parade coming back is still really exciting
0: yeah I saw that news story and then the music was just stuck in my head for like two days afterwards (laughs) and then it made me think again of Spectra Magic and that music got stuck in my head
1: (laughs) I love listening on Spotify there's like the whole soundtrack
0: yeah I was happily surprised that they're willing to spend the money to bring a parade back full time, (laughs) not just as like an after hours type of exclusive event. So definitely good news. And hopefully like the foreshadowing other parades returning as well. It seems like they might have wanted to bring back a daytime parade or something to Magic Kingdom for the 50th, I guess. It's not going to happen, and it would have been done by now, but that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. But all right. That kind of covers our news for today. We have a pretty cool topic. We did a mini episode. I believe that I did a mini episode about Adventures by Disney a long time ago. And then throughout the pandemic, it's just been these trips haven't happened. Like, logistical planning for international travel has been just not feasible. Um, And we're looking at like emerging from the worst of COVID and more and more foreign countries are opening their borders to travelers. So the idea of planning a trip somewhere outside of the US is now coming back. And we'll be covering everything you need to know about Adventures by Disney that is coming right up. Adventures by Disney, a very important but also exclusive part of Disney travel experiences. Uh, Full disclosure, if you want to bring your family on one of these trips, you're going to pay the price of like a new car. So before (laughs) the idea of this gets too exciting, uh, there's a hefty price tag for any of these experiences. Just throwing that out there. But it is fun to kind of Think about the possibility of getting back out there and exploring the world. So we felt that this would be a perfect date to release a Adventures by Disney episode. Now, Adventures by Disney, um, or ABD, is I'll probably start to call it, so I can shorten that a little bit. Is a group travel company where families are led by two expert adventure guides as they take a deep dive into the history and culture of a foreign nation, or two nations or three, depending on which trip you book. The average travel group consists of about 35 to 44 adventurers, although private trips can be booked for up to 12 people if you're willing to pay even more to do that and to have that exclusivity Group travel companies like Intrepid or G Adventures have been around for decades, but those tend to skew towards younger travelers, or I guess I, I I should say, younger budget travelers, or older travelers who want to like literally spend months going around the world. So finding that like target group in the middle for you know. Adults that might even, like, have kids to bring along with them. That's, like, been an area in the marketplace that hasn't been explored as much until Adventures by Disney came along. And there's no question ABD is a luxury travel company. The whole time you're on an adventure, you're going to be treated like a VIP. You receive concierge service from your adventure guides on your excursions and tours and at your hotels. No matter where in the world you're traveling, you can count on staying at the best hotels in that particular country and eating at some of the finest restaurants. There are a few hallmark ideas that highlight the Disney difference here. The first are the presence of those two adventure guides, and they serve as storytellers, so that's how Disney thinks of them. They're storytellers that ensure that every trip detail is attended to and that you'll feel a connection to the people, culture, and traditions of each destination. I think that traveling to other nations is kind of a weird thing. There's a lot of fear associated with that, and people use travel group travel companies because they're worried about all the different aspects of planning a trip to a new nation, the language barrier, they're worried about not having an authentic experience because they're not familiar with the country. So they use group travel as a way to get all of those kind of nitty gritty details planned out for them. And, you know, adventure guides, they are the experts at doing that. The next pillar is authenticity. Uh, the activities planned will immerse you in the traditions, customs, and daily life of the people that live in that area. Um, there are a few good. Examples of this from various trips. So, for one, um, on the Japan trip, there is, like, a lesson in samurai sword skills. Uh, You can tour sacred Japanese temples and Shintos. You have the opportunity to meet a geisha in training. Um, And then there's, like, a demonstration of sumo wrestling, things like that. In Australia, there's, like, a essentially meet-and-greet, let's-stay-with-aboriginal tribal members and then you partake in their culture through ceremonial song and dance in Vietnam um Laos and Cambodia and that trip you're going to be participating in an ancient alms gathering ritual uh and then having like a meal and ceremony that dates back to the 14th century so all these types of like authentic cultural experiences they're a very important part of these trips Next is family fun. So throughout the trip, there will be activities geared towards adults and then geared towards your junior adventurer travelers, which are kids. And you will see, we'll do a couple examples of itineraries at the end of this episode. Um, Throughout the day, you'll have the opportunity to choose what you want to do, right? So if you're a couple traveling and you want to do, you know, your wine tasting, there might be an option for that while there's an option for like a kid oriented activity. And then lastly, and this one is key. I think like above all, this is probably the coolest thing that going with Disney offers you and that is insider access. You'll be given tours and experiences that can't be purchased anywhere else. And you can think of this as like a special behind-the-scenes look at some of the coolest places in the world. My favorite example of this is in the Italy trip where you get a VIP tour of the Vatican Museum. Usually no matter what type of tour you purchase for the Vatican, you're going to be waiting in line. Like there's a very thorough process to actually enter this area. You skip that line with Disney. You're getting that VIP tour and then you'll also get an exclusive look in the Sistine Chapel with just your adventure guides and the other people on your trip. And that is like, that's kind of like a life-changing experience. It would be for me to not have like the ridiculous crowding that happens in that Sistine Chapel for it just to be your travelers would be incredibly special. Then, you know, these land adventures, these have been the hallmark of adventures by Disney trips. They do more things now, which Emma will cover, but they have land adventures now to over 40 different locations. These include Australia. There are many trips across Asia. Uh, They now have a really popular Egypt trip. They tour Central and South America, all across Europe. And then uh, they actually have plenty of North America trips as well. So trips out West, they have a new New England trip, um, Wyoming, Alaska, um, the Canadian Rockies, things like that. These trips really, uh, they range in price. Uh, We'll give you some pricing examples in a minute. They have like trips that range from about $3,000 per person to upwards of $10,000 per person. So... A lot of that depends on the place, obviously, and then the length of a trip. A typical ABD trip will be between like 7 to 12-ish days. I would say those are the most common. Emma's going to cover some shorter options as well that are kind of new, but that is your typical type of deal. The thing that you pay for on these trips will be your transportation to and from your trip, so getting to that location and then leaving so that's on you. Any internal transportation is covered in your price. So if you think about, hey, we're taking this like bullet train across Japan, you don't pay for that. Or you're taking a flight to get to your next location, you're not paying for that. And then they will be very specific about telling you what meals you'll pay for and what you'll have to cover on your own. For most group travel, you're paying for your meals on your own, most of them. But with ABD, it seems to me like you're eating at a lot of the best restaurants in the nation and you're not paying. So you you just have to cover maybe one meal a day and you, you'll usually have like two of your meals provided for you. All right, uh, Emma, why don't you hop in here? Uh, give us an overview about these newer experiences, river cruises, expedition cruises, and then the escapes.
1: Okay, so... Let's start with river cruises. You set sail along some of Europe's most magnificent rivers as you explore storybook villages, iconic cities, and stunning landscapes, while you enjoy the luxuries and amenities on an exclusive sailing with Ama waterways. Just warning everyone, I might pronounce things horribly wrong throughout this, especially when we get into the itineraries. (laughs) Um, ammo
0: Waterways, yeah. But
1: we'll, ammo Waterways uh we'll get through it though. Uh a leader in luxury river cruising. Sail through the heart of Europe on the Danube River, visiting destinations in Germany, Austria, Slovakia, and Hungary. Take in the beautiful countryside dotted with castles and vineyards as you make your way through the Netherlands, Germany, France, and Switzerland on the Rhine River or find inspiration as you walk the sands of Normandy Beach and visit the home of Monet as part of your adventure on the Seine River. Plus, enjoy special departures that include seasonal sailings to Christmas markets and adult-exclusive Oktoberfest and food and wine cruises. Whichever Adventures by Disney River Cruise vacation you choose, it's sure to be an amazing adventure for your whole family. So that's the quick overview of river cruises. Um yeah,
0: a really popular type cool. of experience to do nowadays. Think about, you know, Viking river cruises. <laughs> uh but probably geared towards a younger crowd. With Viking it, I feel like that's very much educational, um which is cool. Uh but I have the sense that although this is very expensive, it's a little bit more family oriented than Viking. Uh, the activities will be a little bit different. So Disney's hopping into this market and partnering with Ammo Waterways, which you should check out their website if you're interested in river cruising to check out what the boat experience would be like.
1: So moving on to expedition cruises. Experience up-close unbelievable natural wonders and wildlife in some of the world's most remote and and picturesque destinations during an Adventures by Disney expedition cruise. Uh, their expedition itineraries offer a spectacular mix of planned and spur-of-the-moment activities geared toward families and adults traveling without children. So, this is another example of like a trip that can be very like family oriented, but also adult exclusive. A lot of these are very like whatever you need, it'll be
0: there. Yeah, I would think expedition cruises are a little less family oriented because these are to antarctica basically antarctica and the galapagos Islands. so there's some planning that you got to do to you know make sure that you can (laughs) survive uh, heading towards antarctica but yeah these are these are like very new i think i i'm not exactly sure but i feel like disney just started offering these cruises a couple years before the pandemic hit so I think they plan on adding even more locations as as the years go on.
1: Lastly, Escapes. Looking to create a lifetime of memories over a few days? And Adventures by Disney Escape offers the perfect ga- getaway to amazing destinations the world has to offer for when you're short on time, but big on adventure. From big sky country in Southern California to iconic landmarks in Paris, Rome, and throughout Europe, Your escape will be filled with fun and adventure An adventures by Disney escape is also a great pre or post Disney cruise line cruise that allows you and your family, the opportunity to spend time exploring a new or favorite city before or after your adventure at sea, whatever escape you choose, you can be sure it will provide you and your family a lifetime of memories. So basically if you're looking to pay for an adventures by Disney trip and a Disney cruise, Uh, this is a great option.
0: Um, But yeah. Yeah, really smart idea on their part, like giving people options to extend another type of vacation. So extend that river cruise, extend a traditional Disney cruise, or maybe you just want to like do an adventures by Disney trip, but then stay at your final location for an even longer period of time. I have one example pulled up here, the Southern California escape So this is all centered kind of around, you know, Disneyland. Uh, It's a four-day trip, and you're going to be able to take a behind-the-scenes tour of Walt Disney Studios and the Disney Archives. You get a private tour of Walt Disney Imagineering, which, hmm, I wonder uh, how long that'll last because it's moving to Florida. (laughs) And then uh, you spend several days um, in the Disney theme parks, and I believe, like, you pretty much get... A VIP experience in the parks—that's kind of fun. Um, there are other escapes, like there's a Copenhagen escape, uh, Buenos Aires escape. Let's see what other options they have here: Barcelona, London, Paris. So they also partner, you know, with where other Disney theme parks are in the world, right? The Paris escape includes some Disneyland Paris types of deals and all of that. Uh, Still a huge price tag. That four-day Southern California escape still costs $3,000 per person. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Let's give a few itinerary examples now. Just so you get a sense of the types of experiences they'll provide you with if you want to consider an ABD vacation. Um, I'm going to cover the Costa Rica adventure because a lot of ABD travelers call this the gateway trip. It's a long trip. It's to, you know, a a nation that a lot of people haven't experienced before, but it's considered, like, getting your feet wet. It's not anywhere close to being the most expensive one, and it's very accessible. It's usually what people do first. Uh, For this trip, you start off in San Jose, uh, you're staying at the Costa Rica Marriott Hotel, and um, you always have, like, this welcome dinner. It's like welcome drinks and a feast. That's how you kick off your ABD trip in pretty much every situation. Then the first real day, you have, like, a buffet breakfast, orientation, getting the lay of the land. Then you're going to do some white water rafting, which you get to choose. Do you want to go down class one class two or class three rapids like how intense do you want to make this experience you get a private lunch um, after this then you're going to arrive at the areno kioro Suites and spa all right so that's essentially right outside of a, of a volcano um, so <laughs> a nice little backdrop uh, then you have the uh, private guaro sour making class so if you want to enjoy some cocktails, you will be able to taste the traditional liqueur of Costa Rica. And then you kind of end the day with dinner at that uh, volcano side hotel. The next day you are transferring to Caño Negro uh, via a private motor coach. This is a wildlife um, refuge. And then you'll kind of board a boat and head down the river they will point out wonders of the rainforest at you, um, natural like flora and fauna, and they say to keep a lookout for monkeys, sloths, and many species of bird, bats, crocodiles, lizards, and more. After um, experiencing Cano Negro, you go back to the hotel by that volcano and you kind of just have some private time. They build in. Like time on your own in these trips, which I think is kind of cool because even though it's a small group travel, like 35 to 44 people, I'm sure like your family or if you're a couple, you want some of that like alone time to go out on your own as well. The next day, uh, you are going to a zip lining area. You're gonna enjoy a bus ride to the Sky Tram and you take a gondola up through the rainforest canopy. Um, to a mountain that's over 4,000 feet tall. Uh, great views, zip lining, bunch of fun. <laughs> uh, then you take a private motor coach over to f- the Fortuna Hot Springs. I don't know why I want to do that so much. I really want to go <laughs> in Hot Springs. It's, it's heated by the volcano itself, which is amazing. Um, and then you get a private dinner um, at the Hot Springs as well. The next day, you are transferring to the chocolate rainforest. You will enjoy the sweetest rainforest experience with a private tour of the cacao rainforest. Um, You'll discover, like, oranges of the cacao tree and chocolate. um, And then you'll learn why this is such an important aspect of Costa Rican agriculture. Then you're heading over to Guanacaste, named after Costa Costa Rica's national tree. This area is famous for uh, dry tropical forests, um, shorelines, water sports, superb bird watching. Uh, You get this welcome reception. There is an adult dinner at the hotel um, featuring contemporary cuisine from fresh local ingredients. And then they have a uh, separate Junior adventurers dinner, um, which will have more kid-friendly food. Very important. I'm sure the young kids will still want to eat their pizza, so they'll have that as well. (laughs) Uh, Then the next day, private catamaran excursion on your own time at the beach or at the hotel, and then you're kind of ending the trip with a private farewell dinner and uh, local entertainment at the hotel. The last day is always just a day for departure. They will offer you like pre-arranged transportation to the airport. And yeah, you leave from there. So that is the Costa Rica adventure. Super popular gateway trip costs um, about $3,700 per person. And that's the starting price. So there you go. One week of fun, 3700 per person. Emma, what was the first trip you wanted to talk about?
1: Okay, so... The first trip I'm going to talk about is an Ireland trip. It is eight days, 16 meals, and 23 sites. Roam the hills and dales of the emerald green countryside, explore ancient castles, admire Dublin's modern skyline, and so much more. Your Adventures by Disney Ireland vacation is filled with amazing experiences, traditional music, local folklore, and of course, the luck of the Irish. I've always wanted to go to Ireland, so this one just uh, sounded really interesting to me. So here's the basic itinerary. So day one is in Dublin. You arrive in Dublin, check into the Westin, and there's a welcome reception and dinner with entertainment. There are a lot of with entertainment type things. Usually it's like a music type of entertainment. Uh, The first... Dinner has um, a harpist. I'm assuming that's every time. Not positive. Uh, Then day two, still Dublin. Breakfast at the hotel. Then a private visit to EPIC, the Irish Immigration Museum. A privately guided tour of the Tealing Whiskey Distillery. Uh, Then an Irish pub lunch and musical experience. Late afternoon in Dublin, and dinner in dublin on your own so i this trip is also it's cool because there are a lot of like group meals um at cool places and then there are also a lot of just like on your own things uh similar to the trip austin described then day three you uh this is when you go to killarney breakfast at the hotel of course uh Kilkenny hurling experience and lunch. Then you journey to Cashel. Then you have the Rock of Cashel visit. Then there's a junior adventurer activity, which is a shamrock hunt. So that's fun. Uh, and then you have a little welcome to Killarney event. And then private a private dinner at the hotel. Uh, day four, still in Killarney breakfast at the hotel, then you go to Ross Castle, then a boat ride on Lake Lean and Innisfallen Island. Then there's a butter making demonstration and Irish dance lessons, so that's fun. (laughs) Uh, Then a group lunch, Uh, the afternoon in Killarney on your own, and then dinner and evening on your own as well. Day five is in Shannon. Breakfast at the hotel, then you go to Adair Desmond Castle. On your own lunch in Adair, then adri- uh, arrive at Dromeland Castle, Dromeland Castle Grounds private tour, and then there is an adult and junior adventurer dinner and Disney movie night. So I like that. That's like really the only Disney themed thing in this trip. But I like that
0: they, ask. yeah. I guess we should mention it's like <laughs> these are very much not Disney trips in a sense. Like the service, right. the type of service you would expect is there, but you know, Mickey's not traveling with you, <laughs> it's not a uh, meet character meet and greet opportunities uh, type of deal. So it's very
1: different, yeah. And even on the river cruises, you hear Adventures by Disney Cruise. You think of a Disney cruise. It's not like no Disney themed. No
0: rotational dining it's, or uh, so, entertainment like, like a no. Disney cruise. Nope.
1: <laughs> Something really cool that I haven't mentioned yet. So Dromelin Castle is actually where you're staying for three nights. Basically, you're living in a castle. So that's really cool. Day six, uh, still at Dromlin Castle, breakfast at the castle, then there's a birds of prey demonstration, then on your own lunch and afternoon at the castle, then there's an authentic Irish farm dinner, and then there's scone making and entertainment. Day seven is at the Cliffs of Mower, Uh, breakfast at the castle, then you go to the Cliffs of Mower, then you have lunch at a traditional Irish pub. And then you have your farewell dinner and entertainment, of course, along with that. And day eight, uh, you transfer to Shannon Airport and then you go home. So now that I've told you a bunch of amazing things um, and really got you wanting to go on this trip, I'm going to break your heart and tell you that for adults, the pricing that I saw, so for just prices that you can see right now, $5,799 to $6,999 per adult. And then for children, it's $5,509 to $6,649 per kid. So
0: Yeah, as you can see, some of the trips do have separate kid pricing, but it's only like a couple hundred dollars less. There's no significant difference.
1: Yeah, like, and it's kind of crazy because like, there are a lot of alcohol related things, I guess. And I mean, it's Ireland. So you'd think there'd be more of a price difference for kids and adults, but I don't know. Yeah yeah
0: yeah who knows um yeah just uh thinking about time here let's just give the greatest hits of our next two examples um because going through day by day we we picked a couple kind of more extravagant options here's the greatest hits of the japan trip that's the next one i just wanted to mention really quick so for the japan trip discover japan the island nation that embodies its ancient culture while embracing the modern world from an isolated mountain village to Tokyo, the capital city where sacred shrines stand in the shadow of skyscrapers. You'll become immersed in the people and customs of this proud country on an amazing adventures by Disney family vacation, 10 days, 19 meals, 26 sites. Uh, You're going to cover ground from uh, beginning in Kyoto to Osaka Uh, Hiroshima, Nara, uh, Shirakawa-go, Takayama, and then Tokyo to end the trip. You've got nine breakfasts, four lunches, and six dinners included. Uh, You're going to be riding bullet trains, staying at uh, accommodations like the Hyatt Regency, Kyoto, uh, the Peninsula in Tokyo, which is an amazing place. And then uh, some trip highlights include a rickshaw tour. Uh, through a Bamboo Forest. Kyoto Dinner in show that is hosted by a maiko, which is an apprentice geisha. Origami crane folding in Hiroshima. Sumo experience in museum. The uh, Hozugawa River Boat Ride. Bento box making. Oh, I would love that so much. And that's like a local cooking type of thing. Japanese bento boxes. The Shirakawago Village is... A traditional, like, serene mountain village. So you'll get to look at life in pre-modern Japan. A rural Japan bike ride uh, through farms and rice fields. You get to go to the hapo Gardens and Tea House to experience a matcha tea ceremony. Uh, You'll be visiting Shinto shrines and Buddhist temples. And then you will experience, like, traditional taiko drumming. That's a musical tradition that dates back uh, centuries. So uh, those are some greatest hits. And then for pricing, this trip starts at 10300 per person. Uh, yeah, and actually at the bottom here, <laughs> I don't know why, but maybe this is just because of availability at the moment. The child price is actually higher, 13000 per child. Not exactly... Uh, sure why that's the case, but that is what I am seeing at the moment. So there we go. 10 days, traveling all throughout Japan, uh, 10 grand. Emma, what was uh, your last one?
1: So my last one is called the Grand Europe trip. It's England, France, and Italy. Uh, Warning you, pronouncing things is difficult, but I'll try my best. So this is a 10-day trip um, Go to 37 sites, experience some of the world's most treasured landmarks and destinations, the Eiffel Tower, a private viewing of the Royal Crown Jewels, the Colosseum, and so many more on this epic adventure through history that takes you to London, Paris, Florence, Tuscany, Orvieto, and Rome. So you start off in London uh, on Day two, you go to Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace Photo Stop, afternoon tea, there's a high-speed boat ride on the River Thames, Thames, I just looked up how to pronounce this, the River Thames, Royal, and then the Royal Crown Jewels private viewing, which is amazing, that's really cool, day three is in London, and you end up in Paris, so the Montmartre funicular ride and guided tour. Then there's a wine tasting and cheese and charcuterie at Le Bonne Franquette. Uh, at some point in the day, you take the train from London to Paris. Then day four is in Paris. Uh, uh, Saint-Chapelle visit, Louvre Museum tour, dinner at Paris Royale. Day five is the Chateau de Versailles private guided tour. And then the Eiffel Tower is that day. So you get a private first floor like Eiffel Tower visit. Um,
0: Yeah, this is a good example of what I mentioned before, like the insider access. You're getting private tours of the Louvre Eiffel Tower in Versailles. Like
1: And the crown jewels.
0: Yeah, crown jewel. I mean, All yeah, the list stuff. goes on and on. Like these tours aren't your your average walking into a museum and like buying a ticket for a your, an average tour. It's something really extraordinary.
1: And we're only at day five. We're only halfway through. So day six, uh, you start in Paris again. You have, then you fly to Florence, Italy. Uh, you have lunch in a castle. Uh, there's a privately guided Florence walking tour. Uh, so that's pretty much that day. Then day seven is Florence, Italy and Tuscany. There is a pasta making activity, uh, then uh, adult wine tasting. And then for the junior adventures, there's an olive oil flavoring, then a private lunch, a private VIP tour of Palazzo Vecchio, which is, The town hall of Florence. Day eight is Florence, Orvieto, and Rome, Italy. You take the coach to Orvieto. Uh, Then you have some like on your own time and stuff. Then you take the coach to Rome. You have dinner on your own. And then there is a private after hours tour of the Vatican museums and Sistine Chapel. So that's pretty cool. Then day nine is in Rome. And you get a VIP tour of the Colosseum, a panoramic motor coach tour of Rome, a privately guided walking tour of Rome, um, and a guided tour of St. Peter's Basilica with Jump the Line Pass, which is... I don't know what that is, actually.
0: That's just kind of like the... Sistine Chapel idea. Like a yeah, like pass. you're not waiting for this tour.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then of course day 10 you leave from the Rome airport. So a pretty epic trip overall. As for pricing, what I'm unclear about is that the pricing made it look like it was adult exclusive, but maybe it's just the same price. Uh so from what I found it's from $8,699 to $9,099.
0: So there we go. The difference in uh, luxury uh, is definitely reflected in the price point. If we wanted to compare, it's hard to compare this to something that's like Intrepid or G Adventures, and they have some different tiers in terms of trips. But if you're looking at like a week-long trip from one of those companies, I mean, spending, you know, two $3,000 is pretty common, maybe in some instances more. But getting anywhere up like in the $8,000 range would be kind of unheard of unless you're traveling with them for like a, a month. So definitely a huge difference. Um, something that only a small sliver of of families could probably ever consider doing, but it exists. Adventures by Disney definitely would lead to some lifelong memories. It is one of those things where I have never heard anything bad about Adventures by Disney. I've zero from all of like the vlogs and podcasts that I've listened to. It seems like everyone who has done a trip here wants to do another one, and has just had an overwhelmingly positive experience. So typically that would be the case on Cruise Line, although there are some times where things don't go as smoothly on a cruise or there's some not-so-great port excursions. But everything with Adventures by Disney is so well thought out. The experiences are incredible, and it's just something that everybody who does it falls completely in love with it. There you have it. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Disney Daydream podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one. Remember, be kind to one another and take the time to find a magical moment in each and every day.